1: Everything for everything Indy. for everything cults it's the blue horseshoe now. now here's your host George Bremer and Ryan Hickey and welcome back into another edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast Ryan Hickey alongside George Bremer as always and it is a it's an off Sunday for the culture as we know they played on Thursday night, so we have a little kind of AFC South recap overview as the division did play today we know the Jaguars won they played it or excuse me the Jaguars lost they played the Texans and the the Titans did win so two of the three teams in the AFC South uh, do win on Sunday so we'll we'll kind of talk about that we'll talk about a common theme within the division that also wraps in with the Colts as well it's really right now the AFC South is struggling to do one thing consistently. we'll tell you what that is a little bit later on as well but let me ask you this George a Sunday with no Colts football. How is how is your Sunday going? What, what's it kind of like to kind of just be sitting back watching, uh, not inept offensive football for a change on a Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's been a, such a long run. When you go back to the start a training camp, really, you just had that that week between the preseason and the regular season off. So it's nice to just kind of you know take a little bit of a break, get away from everything for a little while, and recharge the batteries. Uh, I'll tell you one thing: we've been talking all year long, like who's the favorite in the AFC South after today, I feel like all four teams could win this division and all four teams could finish in last place. And you wouldn't be significantly surprised no matter how it shook out.
1: Absolutely. It's, I will say one thing really quickly, George, it's very enjoyable to watch NFL football when you don't have to worry about the stress of your team playing, or you don't have to watch uh, the offensive line just get, you know, blown up. It's, it is like the NFL. You don't really realize it. It's enjoyable to watch when your team is, is not involved. It's great. You're not sitting there pissed off after a loss, trying to you know hate watch the the later games or the night game. It's this Sunday was it was a good Sunday that is for sure, George. But like you mentioned, I mean this is this is crazy. We're sitting here with a two two and one Colts team that record wise, yes, it, it is there, but play wise is showing you anything but to be a division contender. But like you just mentioned. The Colts on Sunday were one Carson Wentz interception away at the goal line from a Titans loss and being in first place by themselves, despite the fact that through five games they have played brutally bad football. It's, it's truly unbelievable how much this division, like you said, is open for grabs. And why really right now, I think through five weeks, I don't think there is a front runner to win the division. Like, like you mentioned, it it's anyone's division. It truly is. Even Houston. I won 3 and one I think legitimately can say or can feel good about, we have a chance to make a run here. That's how bad it's been so far.
0: Yeah, there's only two teams right now who haven't lost the division game, and it's the, the first-place Titans and the last-place Texans, which I think is very fitting. You know, the Texans are one <laughs> one within the division right now. So I think that tells you everything you need to know about this division. I also think that it would have been the most perfect AFC South thing going had the commanders finished that drive and won that game the colts would have been in first place in the division but have an 0-2 and 1 record against the division it's that i think that kind of tells you everything you need to know right now about this league i also think it was very fitting that you know carson wentz trying to beat the titans was what the the colts first place hopes were were riding on today it feels like all of last year um i don't know i mean i think this division is so wide open right now i still feel like going into the week i felt like jacksonville deserved to be the favorite because as they had the only win in the division at that point um and and it felt like they had shown you know it was a dominant victory so i felt like they had the best record they deserved to be the, in in that spot but i think now tennessee deserves that that position um simply because they're the reigning champs and i think they're the one team in this division recently with a good history against all three other divisional opponents they haven't dropped a lot of games they shouldn't lose Uh, I think they've only lost one or two period the last couple years within the division. Uh, I think, look, you know, we're all baffled here about the the Indianapolis Jacksonville situation. You know, how can they lose that many straight? The Jaguars just lost their ninth straight period to the Texans. They haven't beaten them in what is that now four years?
1: I think twenty seventeen. There's some bad
0: Houston teams in there.
1: It's it's unbelievable. And
0: I think that's how this division is right now. I, I just feel like. Any matchup between these four teams could literally go either way. And as a result, you've got a division that's completely up for grabs. And like I said, I mean, I think it says everything that the two undefeated teams right now are the team in first place and the team in, in last place.
1: And I'm glad you brought that up because that's a great point and highlights the parity of the division. Right. The two teams, ironically enough, that have not lost a division game. The one is in first place, the Titans makes sense, right? Oh, you don't lose a division game. Of course you can be in first place. And then it's also like you don't want to you don't lose a division game. And you're also in last place after you – it's not like they haven't played any games either. It's not like the Texans are, you know, 1-3-1, and and they played everyone but the AFC South. They played two division games. Like you mentioned, they we had another tie. They they won today – or won on Sunday, I should say, against the Jaguars. And it's like that is – that is what this division truly is, where it's just like for how bad the Colts have been, it has been one of those things where it truly is wide open. Because I think today the, – the, the good news about Sunday when, when the Colts aren't playing – and then when you get to watch the other teams around your division, kind of watch it with like a close eye, not just kind of like look at the score in the corner while the Colts are on. You truly see, George, none of these four teams are very good. Like, whoever wins the division, I think we were believe that anyway going into the season, none of these four teams, whoever wins the division gets in the playoffs. It's going to be a real contender, going to really make, you know, too much noise or be a real threat. Even though you're going to have one of them have a home game, it's going to be an upset. I think if they even win the playoff game, whoever does win this division, because, man, like you said it today. Titans allowed uh, Carson Wentz to go right down the field and almost, you know, almost lost that game. Now, of course, fitting Carson Wentz throws a pick in crunch time and throws a pick that hurts the Colts. What else is new, George? It's like it's like it never left. Tomlinson's a flat circle. Changed. It's unbelievable. nothing changed. Nothing changed. The more has things changed. Changed,
0: the more they stay the same. Right? <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> really, it's... it is. It, it's so true. It it brought flashbacks back. Also, to that final drive, it's like. He leads you to believe. He makes a few good throws. Like, oh wow, he, he's looking good. This could be it. And then come crunch time. First and goal throws an iffy ball to be general. Second and goal, another ball that could have been picked. And then the third time was a charm for him there. Uh as the Titans do get one. But it's like the Titans should have, you may know, we should have lost to the commanders. Uh we saw that the Texans today play tough defense to their credit. They've always played tough defense this season. Their issues offensively, Davis Mills is not what I thought he could have developed into year number two. And we saw a Jaguars team that has been, like you said, ha- has some impressive wins, dominated the Colts. Trevor Lawrence, in year number two, you see what a competent head coach actually does for a quarterback of his talent. He actually looks like now an up-and-coming young quarterback that is going to be a problem in this division for a long time. And then he'll score a touchdown on Sunday, get held to six points. And it's like, wow, you really look around, it's like, for how bad the Colts have been, it is insane. I know we talked about it a lot, but it truly, I thought Sunday really kind of hammered home the point that this division stinks.
0: Yeah. Now, and a weird thing is it's got a winning record against the AFC West. So, uh, Yeah, take figure, that. Right? Take I that. Mean, it's it's absolutely insane right now. Uh, but I think the NFL is kind of in that road right now. You've got a couple teams that have kind of stood out. I think if you look at the AFC on the whole right now. Buffalo looks good. You know, they have that one hiccup, but they look like they're really good. They're yeah. they're kind of who we thought they would be. And Kansas Sunday, City has back. the one. Oh, yeah. They After that, destroyed. The
1: Steelers just. Really, they played some yeah. close games, and they just took care of business on Sunday against Kenny Pickett.
0: Like And that's, I think that's who we thought Buffalo was going to be, right? I mean, they're going to be a pretty dominant team. They look like it. Kansas City, except for that hiccup here in Indy, looks like the Chiefs, you know, what we would expect them to be. But after that, is there anybody else in the AFC that you feel really, really confident? I mean, Baltimore's had some good games, but they, they've let some games get away that they had no business getting away. Miami looked good when Tua was a quarterback but the last couple of weeks. We've seen they have some flaws. You know, I, I don't know that there's anybody else that I would look at. Maybe Cincinnati, they seem to be catching fire again. Maybe they're going to be in that mix. But I think it's, out, it's not just this division. I think the AFC in general Outside of Buffalo and Kansas City, if you're like in a survivor league, who do you pick? Who do you have confidence in in any given week?
1: That's a great point because a uh, team like the Chargers, that was another popular pick. They barely squeaked out a win in, in Cleveland on Sunday, which again, that shouldn't have a game you lost. You're 100% right through the first five weeks so far for the most part, outside of two teams. And I mean, if you want to include the entire NFL I would probably include the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, like I don't even know if there's a fourth team you could really say that has lived up and or exceeded expectations so far coming into the season. And it just, I hate to do this because, you know, I, I really, George, I try to be honest. I try to be also realistic. And so for this Colts team, I am always an optimist, but I don't, I don't want that to kind of give me false hope or see things that aren't there. But the more we talk about how bad this division is, the more we highlight overall the nfl it's been there's a million two and two teams it's been basically a lot of outside of three or four teams everyone else playing down or worse than expectations and it's kind of like the colts are somehow despite having the worst offense in the nfl despite having no one who can block still in it and still should be like down the stretch a team that should win this division or at least be in the race and have a chance to you know turn things around it's it's no. frustrating and it's also at the same time it's like you almost there's a small sense where we're almost just like put them out of their misery and just kind of like don't give you false hope but whether it's division or the rest of the afl uh, afc excuse me afl afc there's there's kind of sucking in the back because no one's running away with it early outside of the two teams especially the chiefs and buffalo in the afc it's confounding
0: yeah and one thing i think because you're talking about like common threads within the division i think it's all throughout the league one thing that's really holding a lot of teams back is the same thing that, that's the chief concern for the Colts. The offensive line play across the league just not very good. There are very no. few teams who have an offensive line who's able to get the job done. Now, the Colts is more disappointing than most because it's the highest paid offensive line in the league. You would expect them to be a, a much bigger part of success for this team. But I'm wondering this, and it's something I'd love to get your take on, Ryan. I look at college football and every year the defensive line prospects coming out are amazing it just feels like every year it's one of the deepest groups in every draft it's it's where the talent is I think the offensive line has fallen so far behind just in sort of on the college game I think right now if you're a high school kid and you're making a decision the defensive linemen are making all the money you see them kind of the the really top athletes are, are going that way and I feel like the defensive line in the NFL, we've reached a point where the defensive lines are way ahead of where the offensive lines are. And I wonder if maybe at some point that's going to start changing. Maybe maybe because there's so few offensive linemen out there who deserve to get that big money. Maybe you're going to see some of the more talented kids start to go that way, too. But right now, I think it. you go all the way back to college football. I just think there's more defensive prospects coming in than offensive prospects in the trenches.
1: You're 100% right. And I'm just kind of looking now at just like one mock draft, just kind of get a sense of how many offensive linemen are supposed to go and where they're coming from. Because I think you're right. Because I think one of the things with college football, especially that has changed to lead to more excitement in college football, but now it's kind of hurt the NFL product is you see so many spread offenses, right? That it's now like when you're an offensive lineman, it's almost now not even being the biggest, fastest, strongest, or the biggest and strongest guy. It's now about you got to be an athlete. So like where you have left tackles and right tackles, now it's about almost having enough conditioning to run 80, 90, 100 plays a game. Because a lot of college football teams don't huddle. They get to the ball quick. And depending on the program you're playing that you, you look around some of the best college football teams in the country. A lot of them really do run this up-tempo spread offense to where it really is. Get the ball quick. You don't have to block too long. The technique is not exactly paramount. And so when you look at offensive line prospects, I was looking before, whether it's Northwestern's left tackle or Notre Dame center, like they are now you're looking at guys, some of the the most highly touted offensive line prospects are coming from schools like Northwestern who runs a traditional power heavy offense. Notre Dame, kind of the same thing. They're not in that up-tempo spread offense that again, it's going to be running 80, 90, 100 plays and they throw the ball kind of air raid. There's been a lot of passing in the NFL, but also uh, in college football. But at the same time, that's not always meaning that good tackles especially are getting developed because what they're being asked to do is nothing like the NFL game. The NFL game is starting to mirror college football. We're starting to see more up-tempo, more passing, more no-huddle offense, but it's still nowhere near. And when you're not having that technique and even just the size in uh, college, we get to the NFL felt like the, the, the jump from that level of competition. And what you're being asked to do is so much more now. And it's growing where like mm-hmm. you can make the argument quarterback, that divide and that gap is shrinking. Because now so many uh, NFL teams are mirroring the college game that's not that different. I would say the offensive line gap, like you mentioned, it's that gap is growing now with the style of play. And also, like you mentioned, too, you're 100% right. The level, just the level of talent on the defensive line and edge rushers now that are coming in the league. It's harder and harder now to match up because almost every week, no matter who you're playing, there's at least one standout edge guy or tackle that's going to give you a run for your money. That's a great that's- point, George.
0: I think that's what's caused the parity. When you've got these offensive lines, it's making it hard to be consistent on offense, and so you don't know what you're going to get from week to week, and and you end up with scores like the one that I don't think anybody expected Houston to go into Jacksonville and win. I I honestly don't think that was something that was on people's radars. Uh, I also wonder from the Jacksonville standpoint, I know we'll probably wrap up this segment here here quickly, but I wonder from the Jacksonville segment, my question with them when they got, got off to this good start was, You've got a pretty young roster still. They have a, a, a veteran head coach who's been through the wars, but you have a pretty young roster, and this is the first time they've really had the target on their back. They've always great been point. chasing people. You know what I wonder, It'll be interesting to see how they handle that over the rest of the season.
1: That's a great point because, right, you don't know, right, a lot of that 2017 team that went to the AFC title game, a lot of that, they're gone. Right? That, that whole roster is, has turned over. The organization really has turned over. So you're right. They're not used to being the hunted. They're always used to being the hunters. And they get off to a little bit of a hot start. And like I said, the NFL, what we know, George, it humbles you and it humbles you fast. So just to put a bow in this segment right now, the AFC South is wide open. And for how bad the Colts have been, we were sitting here with a second place team at 2 2 and 1. Going forward, who would you determine right now? Who would you mark as the team to be in the AFC South in a division where, like you mentioned, the two teams now to win? Once it, without a loss in the division, once in first place, once in last place. It's been a, a division full of parity. Who would you label right now to be the, uh, the team that sh- should be the favorite right now to win the division?
0: I'm going to go with Tennessee just because, like I said before, I think they've been the most consistent team in division play, and I think that's going to ultimately determine this. I think it's interesting that the Texans are 1-0-1 in the division and they're in last place right now. But I think the teams that, you know, if the Colts get back into it, if they win the division, it's going to be by winning against these opponents in the second round. And I think that's that's what's going to matter now. When you've got this kind of, you know, crazy parity within the division, winning those head-to-head matchups is going to be so important. And I think right now, I trust Tennessee more than any other team. And I and I give a lot of that to Mike Vrabel. It's ugly over there. They're never going to get any style points. But they just figure out ways to win these ugly close games week after week after week. And, you know, last year got them the number one seed in the AFC. This year, I think it could very well get them a, another division title.
1: I'm 100% with you. It has to be the Titans. Like you said, they're a team that... Has the experience and know what, it's, they, what it takes to win. They've been there before and won the division. I'm glad you brought on Mike Vrabel. I think he's the best head coach in this division, hands down. And he has shown you, like you mentioned, doesn't matter who's hurt, doesn't matter what the style of play is like. They find ways more times than not. Give him credit. I hate the Titans, but give him credit. They find ways to just win. Like you mentioned, they take care of business in the division. I like the Jags. I'm intrigued by them for sure. I think they'll continue to be a contender. But like I said, the youth right now is a big question to ask them to go from, what were they, 2-14 and 14 last year, I believe, to winning the division, even for a bad division. Winning the division, I think that's a big jump to ask in just one year with a very young team. And the Colts, you mentioned it. The Colts, I think, still, still have the most talent in this team and have the biggest upside of any of the four teams. But like you mentioned, when you're 0-2-1 right now in your division to start, I know right now that's not really killing them because you're in second place, but that's going to come back to bite you. When you don't take care of business in your own division, that eventually later in the year is going to really come back to bite you. We'll talk about the upcoming two games they have against the Jags and the Titans here in a, in a little bit. But that's – when you dig yourself an early hole, I know they have done it in the past. Credit to them. That's Frank Reich's you know mantra. Even go back to a play, he's the king of second half comebacks. But right now, yeah, at, at 0-2 and 1, they, they bury themselves too deep, especially to be considered – a uh, favor to win this division for sure. All right, when we come back here, George, there's been one common thread for the most part in this division that is frustrating. We've seen a lot with the Colts, but it's also a reason why you should believe as a Colts and I'll tell you that one uh, trend when we do return. Listen to the Blue Horseshoe pot.